Welcome to 412 Sports Talk, the number one podcast for Pittsburgh sports. Steelers, we talk it. Penguins, we talk it. Pirates, yeah, we talk it. With the biggest guests, Bob Pompiani, Pittsburgh legend. Mayor Bill Peduto, the mayor of the city of Pittsburgh, is on with us. Doran Dickerson, West Allegheny legend. Trey Essex, welcome. Available on iTunes and Spotify. Hosted by Mad Chad Nolan. Too much. Well, now he's not turning it over at all. And Eddie Provident. We've got the best team in football. And now, 412 Sports Talk. All right, all you Yinzers, welcome back to another episode. Well, I guess this is the first episode of Around the 412 Sports Talk. <laughs> I'm your host, Eddie Provident. With me is Mad Chad Nolan and Yo. special guests, Zachary yes. Smith and Tyler Weeks from around the 412. Wow. As always, we're brought to you by MCM Studios and our main man, Mike Hit. We want to thank them for always sponsoring us. Uh, but we've got some, some pretty exciting stuff going on today for the first time. We're finally doing this joint episode, at least on our side. Now we got we owe you guys a favor now. So uh, how's it going, <laughs> fellas? For sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, yeah it felt like... <laughs> So let me ask you guys a question, because because I, I I'm just gonna throw this out there, and we could have talked about this off the air, but I you guys like never were like yo they're trying to bite off us right like you never had like any hard oh, feelings no, no, okay no. okay <laughs> absolutely not no we didn't we didn't have a uh, we didn't have a Yinzerita situation I know hands, yeah. dude what is up with that like um, it's funny because we were just talking I, about this uh, when we got interviewed. Um, by a couple of realtors that were just doing something cool for their their website, just like interviewing anybody that's doing anything in the Pittsburgh area. Actually, they might be reaching out to you guys soon. But uh, anyway, <laughs> they were we were talking about that, and we were like, man, like content creation is just at like an all time high in Pittsburgh. Like conflicts, I guess, were bound to happen. But in general, it's been cool just to see like those everybody supporting each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like so. Um... Let me let me ask you guys this because I I never I, I got to be honest I, I I did the podcasting stuff way back I don't know if you guys remember Penn's Initiative yeah, but I yeah. did Penn's Initiative and all that and then like I had a son and I was like I'm not doing that no more I have a son I'm a grown up now and then now was then all of a sudden I went back on my word but how did you guys a like how did around the four one two get conceived did you ever imagine that it, it would go to the point where you guys are having professional athletes on your show and having 10,000 followers. And then part three is what's the end game. Well, you see when a boy and a boy like each other <laughs> have a podcast. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, so we talk about this all the time and I try to find like a creative way to say it differently, but really it just goes back to Twitter. Like Tyler, myself, and we started out with a third co-host uh, Herb, like we were like, we want to do a hockey podcast. And originally that's all it was going to be, which is the hockey show. We talked about that, kicked back and forth that idea. And I was like, man, like I, I love the pens obviously, but for as much as I love the pens, I also love the Steelers and Pirates equally. So if we're going to do a podcast, it's got to be about all three. Um, we agreed to that, started it off, man. We had one Yeti mic in the middle of a table <laughs> in our old recording. We get, went back and forth between Herb's room and the concession stand at um, Scott Township Park, the <laughs> baseball field. That, those were our two recording studios. So to go from that to what you're talking about now with like 10,000 followers on Twitter, being able to talk to the likes of Brian Ross, Minka Fitzpatrick, Jack Wilson. I mean, no, we never saw that coming by any means. Um, 
but it was just like, let's just, let's just do this, you know? And that's my advice to anybody, like anybody that wants to get into this, whether it be podcasting, blogging, whatever it might be, just do it. I mean, Tyler said it, you know, just the other, the other episode that we recorded yesterday of around the 412 was like, man, like anybody that wants to get into this game, just do it because there's space for you. Like if you're thinking, oh, there's too many podcasts in Pittsburgh or something like that. No, like your voice needs to be heard too. So as far as the end game, uh, when I get asked, when I get asked this question, it's just, like I said, to become two of the people that people think about when you talk about Pittsburgh sports, you think about Smitty and Tyler Weeks around the 412. Yeah. And to touch on your like uh, advice to other people that want a podcast, it's like, yeah, don't do it that's great advice. Like if you, if you, if you're passionate about it, do it, but don't do it like, Oh, I'm going to do this so oh, I yeah. can, uh, so I can either make money or meet athletes. Cause well, I promise you that you're going to get a lot of no's <laughs> and rejections. They're like, I ain't coming on your show. Like that's the thing. Whenever we, we talk about this, we always say we did not expect anybody to listen to our show. We didn't mm-hmm. expect anybody to follow us on Twitter. Like for the first, I would say year. I mean, we had like 150 followers on Twitter and uh, like we barely had any listens on our show. We definitely never thought we would be talking to professional athletes, especially <laughs> like an all pro safety, like Minka. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So don't go into it thinking that this is going to be like a career or like you're looking into it for the money or anything like that. Cause like we, even like we're, we're at the point where we are and we're still really not looking at it like that. Uh, like we're, we're lucky enough to like be where we are today. But again, we just started as a couple of friends that just love talking about sports. So we figured why not put a microphone in front of us and let other people talk as well. So, so how did you, how did you guys end up meeting? Like, did you guys know each other through school through, did you grow up together? So no, actually Smitty and I, we, we grew up like on towns that are close to each other, but we didn't know each other until 2015. So I had a friend, um, my friend Cody, that I went to high school with, and he ended up being friends. Is this with... Coleman? No. Oh, different uh, Cody. okay. Different, different Cody, different Cody. Too many Codys in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he ended up being friends with, like, Smitty and his other friends as well, and then we ended up playing in a softball tournament together. And then that's where initially Smitty and I met, and then we became closer by interacting on Twitter, and then we started going to, like, sporting events together. And then we met Herb through Twitter and going to Pirate Games. So really uh-huh. – I, I met like I met Smitty through uh, my friend Cody initially, but I, I think you could really say that our friendship has really grown and was merged like from Twitter and sporting events, and that's how a lot of our friends are today. Hey, for a long time, the sporting the, the teams in Pittsburgh were undefeated when we went to sporting events together. Oh, so, I don't man. remember yeah. what the exact game was that broke that, but it went on for a while. The only uh, the only sporting event I've gone to with somebody from Twitter that I've met was uh, Game One of the Islander series. So I'm not doing too hot right now. We yeah, gotta, you can, yeah, you can never go with uh, Jordan and Chase. Yeah, again. yeah, Jordan and Chase are off the list. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, they're they're probably dancing to get rid of me. But uh, <laughs> I think that the first uh, sporting event that we lost together was Game Three of the. Oh. Um, round two in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Caps. Yeah, yeah, Caps overtime. Uh, Shat, uh, Shat, oh. overtime. Yeah, mm. but that I place mean, was electric though when we t- we scored those two goals with like a minute and a half left, and half the building had left. Yeah, and like I remember that'd, some that'd some dude some dude like fell on top of me. Like when they scored that goal to tie, like everybody was just pushing everybody, and some dude just like falls on me. <laughs> I uh, we're going back to like why you guys wanted to 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 do the podcast because mm-hmm. Eddie and I 
and it may not have been for the right reasons, but like one thing I have done the last year, I'm sure people are sick of it, is I bitch about how bad uh the local media is. And not all of them. There's some great guys. I think Dejon runs a tight ship. I'm not just saying that because our show is gonna be on his on his <laughs> website going forward. I love Pomp. I think Pomp is someone if I was like, hey, if I saw a kid that was like, I wanna be uh in the like I wanna cover the Steelers and Penguins when I'm older, I'd be like Go follow Bob Pompietti and just do everything that he does and live that same life because he's damn near perfect. He's almost too perfect. Like, I like Pomp, but, like, we have, and we're not going to throw any names on here, but we have a a, a large group of, of local media members that what 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 i hate the reason why i i reached out to eddie like hey i get to, i got the urge to do a show again because i feel like i have something to say but also if you're gonna sit there and say hey Pittsburgh doesn't really have a lot of great voices when it comes to covering sports. Today's world, you have the ability to go do something about it. You weren't able to get on the radio 20 years ago. Like that's just something that you had to, you know, go to school or, or get lucky and get interested. So you have the ability to do these things now with a microphone and, and, and YouTube and all this stuff. So I was like, I want to do something about it as opposed to complain about it. But why do you think like, what's what's your biggest issue right right uh in today's world when it comes to like uh either local or national sports coverage and why do you think that it's 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 kind of gone in, in reverse as far as like the quality of coverage goes well it's like that's what we always say is our inspiration it's like a reverse inspiration like people that we didn't want to be like like we wanted to be new voices and new faces yeah. in pittsburgh and I, for me man it's just like i don't care if i agree or disagree with somebody the biggest thing for me is the authenticity. Like, I just feel like mm -hmm. th it's not like most of these people, they're playing a character when they're on the air and they're a completely different person when they're off the air. Like if they're a genuine person and I disagree with their opinion, that's fine. Like I can live with that. You know, that's what the world's supposed to be. You're not going to agree with everybody. But if I'm disagreeing with somebody and you know, on an opinion that I feel like isn't even their actual opinion, they're just doing it for engagement. Mm -hmm. That's when I have a problem. And that's why I think the shift is like that's where it gets lost in translation is because nowadays it's all about the engagement the clicks the listens and how the reaction goes yeah the reaction yeah. even if it's a negative reaction a negative reaction is a good reaction when it comes to this stuff it, now, i think so. i think i think what has happened is people saw skip bayless and shannon sharp and nick wright and guys like that get success um calling coward um off of hot you know, hot takes and really off the wall opinions. And those and, guys and, are characters. Those guys yeah, are as disingenuous kind of, as it gets. I don't and, even believe Skip Bayless like, is a human. Like <laughs> my thing is, is like, yeah. Okay. You know, that was kind of funny when it first started. Like I, I'll tell you when that was good, when I enjoyed that was, and this is probably back in high school for me was cold pizza on ESPN two in the morning when it was uh, Stephen A. Smith and Woody page. Or oh, Skip God. Bayless and Woody Page. <laughs> Woody that's, Page uh... that's when it was funny. That because it was something new. They were debating. They were messing with each other. They were getting on each other. They were. It was sports takes. It was all kind of wrapped into one. But then you had you know Stephen A. and Skip, and then Skip went over to Fox, and then it was Skip and Shannon, and then you know now it's it it's um, Kellerman with with Stephen A. Smith, and it's all the it's constantly hot take after hot take after hot take and then now nick writes the new young guy that's doing that and it's just all right it, it's played out everyone's done it we've all heard it before it's not new anymore but because they'll say outlandish things like kevin durant drops 40 points in a playoff game so he's automatically the goat now 
they know they're going to get they're they're going to get clicks they're going to they're going to get that they're going to generate that mm-hmm. res, that guttural response from the audience because people are are bored enough especially during you know the pandemic we're bored enough to click and argue and do all this stuff and it, it it's not genuine like you were saying Schmitty. yeah and that, that, i think that's a big thing is like when you look at our show and multiple other shows around pittsburgh we're authentic and we are fans and we don't shy away from being fans. We don't act right. like we're not fans, which is different than a lot of media. They have to be unbiased and such, but just because we're fans on, on one hand, th- that does not mean that we're not critical either. I mean, if anybody wants to go back like a month ago and look at, listen to our show talking about Tristan Jari, you can, Yeah, but <laughs> wait, so you're always going to get, wait, are you, are you trying to say that Tristan Jari was not good during the playoffs for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins? You know, how dare you? Hot, hot take. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're I, always just going to get a genuine reaction out of us, whether it's good, yeah. bad. We're, we're not going to fake it. Yeah. And and I think that's what drew me to you, your guys' show. And I, I'll give you another thing. Like, I'm glad Chad's been doing it, and I'm I'm trying to work my schedule out so I can help. I can like join him on the live streams. But I love that you guys live stream your show and you interact with people as they're commenting and as as you guys are going, and that kind of makes part of the show. Um, I really enjoy that. You know, like I I've, I'll find myself you know sitting on the couch or you know not really doing anything, and and you guys could be live are, streaming. Are live, yeah, you guys are live streaming, and you know I'm messaging you guys and you know it, it's it's a fun time like it, it's i enjoy that interaction and you're not going to get that from the bigger you know from the bigger outlets and i think that that's another thing that the smaller shows have on the bigger shows is that you can do that you have the ability to to have that one-on-one one-on-one interaction well they 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 like like us and dejan reached out the reason why dejan reached out to us was because he said you guys generally sound enthusiastic about what you do, but that goes the same for you guys. You guys realize that, hey, so many people try to do these podcasts, YouTube channels. There's so many of them. You guys are lucky enough to have one that really has has taken multiple steps and have has has kind of set an example for for your Yinzers and, and other stuff that are coming up. And and not only that, you guys don't, you know, you see, you guys see podcasts at the pod. I'm I I just saw like eight people that I followed today. Like I'm starting a podcast soon. And <laughs> if I was like uh, a certain person from from 105.9 x i'd be like i can't believe there's so many podcasters everybody's trying to copy me i uh, we have the best podcast no one else should be a podcast you guys are like no nah, hey why don't you you know good luck like because yeah. you want but to me it's just because you guys realize that there you guys are a little fortunate like you guys have have been able to, to have success but you also give back the giveaways you guys do. Mm-hmm. How many people just hound you for giveaways, by the way? This is just like uh, nonstop. Dude, anytime that we do a giveaway, I, ha- <laughs> I have to go through and delete at least five DMs that are like, just pick, please just pick me. I'll pay you. Like, have you ever, has anyone ever tried to like sweeten the pot to get a giveaway? Yeah. That's what, so somebody offered me $50 for the Steeler ticket giveaway. And I was like, first off, for Steelers tickets, you're not getting 50 bucks. It's nah, gotta be more than nah, that. But, gotta... but no. <laughs> But no, like, yeah, we've had people like say, just give it to me. You know, every once in a while, maybe an attractive girl will be like, what do I need to do to get them? Oh. <laughs> Lord, yeah, hey. that'd be the Lord <laughs> testing me. That he knows that. Chad be like, all right. See, it's a good thing, Chad. Dad- it's a good thing Chad's co-host is a pastor. 
facts. No, but like, I'm, I'm glad that you said about be like, you know, us being fortunate because we 100% realize that like it could have been any two other people, but you know, people just are drawn to us for, for the I, way that we present the show. That's your mustache. And, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe this is mincing words and it, it's, you know, semantics. I don't know that I would call you guys fortunate as much as I would call you guys hard workers and knowledgeable. Oh, man. Because Eddie's it's buttering you guys up, man. That's listen, he listen. He's it on thick. I call, I call it like I see it. All right. <laughs> but no, one of the things that I appreciate about you guys and why I started watching your show in the first place when I found out about you guys, because there are a bunch of podcasts to watch right now. You can you can go and find pretty much any any podcast you want. And the reason why you guys stick out and the reason why the Yinsher's crew sticks out is because you're fans, but you're knowledgeable. You don't just come in here. You're not Joey from a key sport. Uh, you guys go and die in a store game tonight. You gotta, it's not this like just <laughs> rambling thing. You guys know your shit. You know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. And I appreciate that you guys put the research and the work in and you guys do what you do the way you do it because it's, it's a fan, but it's a, it's an informed fan. It's not the shoot the puck crowd at, at, uh, at the paint can it's, people who really know what they're talking about. You have the stats to back it up. You have, you know, your research to back it up. You've, you've watched it. You know, the history. Mm-hmm. That's what I appreciate. It's not just the fact that you guys have this really cool show. You've you're funny dudes, but you're knowledgeable as well. We appreciate Man. that because when yeah. it's not often, we're called smart. <laughs> I didn't say smart. I well, said knowledgeable. Time out. People, people Eddie, you never compliment me like this, and it's pissing me off, man. Just jealous. wait until the Cody Coleman interview comes out, Chad. I, I had a bunch of good things to say about you, man. The episode that we just put out, that would have came out this morning, I feel like what you just said will not hold true anymore after I give, <laughs> after I answer one of Tyler's I, questions. I heard today. it. I heard it. Yeah. Just was this the Ben Roethlisberger Sydney Crosby take? Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, well, no. Just now, go watch it. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. I mean, Chad, I could I could ask you the same question. Yeah, please. All right. Well, I'll, I'll just get rid of Andrew McCutcheon part of the question. the The original question was: you get to pick one uh, of these three players. You keep his career for his Pittsburgh team, and then the other two never existed. And so all the, all the championships that came after that they don't exist, probably. So it was keeping either Andrew McCutcheon, Ben Roethlisberger, or Sidney Crosby. Ben has been my favorite athlete since I was in high school. Um, I, I, there's no doubting that. However, there I think Sidney Crosby's importance, the Penguins would not be here right at this moment if, if it wasn't for Sidney Crosby, and the Steelers still would, would exist and have That's success. something that Smitty didn't say last night, too. I never so even thought about that aspect. For, for that aspect alone, I would pick Sidney Crosby. However, Ben Roethlisberger is my favorite athlete going back to when I was a, a kid. But, yeah, the fact that the Penguins probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Sidney Crosby, it would I would choose him for sure. So I, my answer I, was pretty much the exact opposite. Like, I said Sidney Crosby's my favorite athlete of all time. But I'm choosing – I wasn't even thinking about, like, the re- whole relocation thing, like the Penguins wouldn't be here. I was just thinking about, like, the Penguins would still be maybe in an okay spot because you'd still have Geno. And Flurry at like, the time. It, yeah, like there still would have been some type of foundation there. With the Steelers, can, without Ben, I mean – Can I make a counterpoint? Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I, I would say if I were going to argue with Chad, because I think I would go Sid as well, 
But if I were going to play devil's advocate and argue with Chad and say, keep Ben around, I could say that I think Gino would have filled that spot. Maybe not as good. I don't think he'd be a top five all-time player, but I still think oh, he he'd probably is. be a top 15, top 10 it, player. It's not about being the best player. I also think that I think Jordan Stahl had, being at a second-line center would probably have had a better career. Not, I'm not going to say he would have been Gino. I'm saying he would have had a better career, and I think you could have gotten a third-line depth center enough to win a cup probably not three, but at least one cup with that lineup. Whereas the Steelers, unless they get lucky after the Ben Roethlisberger pick, they're not winning a Super Bowl without him. Well, they would have so, took Sean Andrews. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, we were, no, no, you could have been JP Losman. Oh God. So I'm just saying, I think. Yeah. If I I'm mean, gonna, from, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, that would be my argument for Ben. From all accounts that I've watched, like when you go back and watch like the sports beat stuff about like when, when they won that draft lottery, I mean, it certainly sounded like, you know, the fact that they were able to get him yeah. was like, it saved, it, it, saved, it was like when they drafted Mario in, in 83, they, it saved the team, so to speak. So I, 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 that would be my argument. And I think Crosby is the, here, here's a hot take for you. I think Crosby's either the second or third, just best overall athlete to ever play for a Pittsburgh team. So, and I don't think Ben is, I think Ben may be in so, uh, somewhere. In I, I have him place. too. All right. I would, so, I would have put Mario one, Sid two. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's probably what we, I would do. Yeah. We, Chad and I, a few weeks ago had this argument or not argument. Discussion. Oh man. So I'm going to throw it out to you guys because we kind of I, – I asked a similar question to you guys, and Tyler gave me his top five hockey players of all time. Give me your Pittsburgh sports Mount Rushmore. Athletes. Has to be a, Pittsburgh athletes. All time? Well, I don't think we did all time, though. We did – we did. oh, the, no, we did the – yeah, we did it at – yes, okay. So We Pittsburgh, did 2000s. From 2000 yeah. to now. Oh. Give me your okay. Pittsburgh sports athlete mount rushmore okay um cindy crosby ben roethlisberger if you have if one of you two have the same list as me i, I might i might jump out of my chair <laughs> hmm. two, okay 2000 2000 okay, so yeah. to now listen i'm really i'm really debating if i put a pirate up there or not he did because yeah. the only one that I would put I, up, I is had Jason. I had Jason Kendall. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the only one I would put up there is Kutch. Yeah, but I'm also debating it because I'm thinking like, am I going to put Kutch over guys like Evgeny Malkin or Troy Polamalu? Like, uh... I think you just said my four going through names there. Yeah, and, and then it, like. It, it's also like, are we just naming the four best players of this era? Of that no, era? It's or what is meant, it like fame what and what they to mean the to the city? What, yeah, what they stuff? mean to the city. Okay, if they if it's what they mean to the city, I feel like Kutch has to be on there. Yeah, that was my argument. Um, Kutch that, literally made like an entire okay, generation become interested in baseball again. If it wasn't for he, him, I don't think anybody would care anymore. If, if you're going based off of what they mean to the city – I'm going Sidney Crosby, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew McCutcheon, and Troy Polamalu. And the only reason I'm picking him over Evgeny Malkin is because if you're looking at it by what they mean to the city, Evgeny Malkin's always been second fiddle to Sidney Crosby, and a lot of the fan base look, it looks at him that way, and they don't look at him in, in the light that they should. Those I mean, bastards. Yeah, but even... the Pirates 
Pirates are, have always been third fiddle to the other two teams. So who cares about anybody on that team? <laughs> That's true. So my mine mine was exactly yours, Ty. It was it was Ben Roethlisberger, Sidney Crosby, uh, McCutcheon, and Palomalu. And it was the exact same reasoning because for me, I, I I grew up playing baseball. I was a baseball kid and I never had, like, I was always a Red Sox fan because I didn't have the Pirates and like, I couldn't expect the Pirates to win. So when McCutcheon came on the scene and the team started getting good and, you know, we, we started turning that corner. I remember I was on a, a vacation with my then girlfriend in New York city when the pirates took over first place in the central the for that first time like that was the the year before they made the playoffs and i was losing my mind in the middle of new york city because the pirates won and were in first place in the nl central for the first time like that late in the season for the first time in my life and so that meant so much to me and i think it meant so much to the city like i i literally cried with my dad during that reds wild card game because we never thought we'd see playoff baseball. So Kutch's cement for those three seasons alone, Kutch's cemented in there for me. For what he he brought a he brought an MVP. You know, he he took us he we I think we were one of the top three teams in baseball uh the year that we lost the wild card one of the years we lost the wild card game. I think that was the ninety four yeah Chicago. They won nine they won ninety eight games and still yeah. playing the wild card because yeah. St. Louis won hundred. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me <clears throat> That's why Kutch is on there. And I, and I understand the argument for Gino, and I, I, I know that there's probably one or two other guys that you can make an argument for, but for what Kutch did for the city and did for baseball in the city, I, I have to put him on my Kutch was one of those rare, like baseball players, one of the things, that, especially nowadays, I was going back, one of my best friends who listens to the show, uh, Joe Hella, shout out to him. He, we were talking about this, how like when I was a kid, man, it seemed like there was like a lot more like bigger name baseball players than there is nowadays. Like you got Tatis Jr. Like that's like, in, in Trout. But like back in the day it was like Jeter, Nomar. Like there was so many, A-Rod, there were so many big names. And Kutch was one of the few baseball players that like almost like he was practically a celebrity, especially in this city. He had, he had a, like a cult following and he had personality, which you don't see in a lot of baseball players. So I, I can yeah. see the affection that, you know, why people had such affection for him. Here's the yeah. thing. Baseball would be in a really good place right now with the young superstars, but it has no idea how to market them. Like hockey. Because Bingo. It, it wants to suppress them. Like they don't want them celebrating. They want to suppress their, like yeah. you said, like Kutch was a character. Like the MLB wants nothing to do with that. So Tatis Jr., you know, people know him, but you have Ronald Acuna, who's one of the most exciting mm -hmm. players to come around in a long time. Juan Soto is one of the best hitters already at 22 years old in baseball. Obviously, you still have Mike Trout. Mike Trout, you know, he's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. That's just not his thing. Like he's not yeah. going yeah. to the face of baseball because he's not that type of guy. He's like Crosby. Like, so let me, yeah. all right, yeah. I'll give you like to, to go off what you're saying, Smitty. Look at the year Jacob DeGrom's having. And who, who, and <laughs> uh, unless you're a baseball fan, who knows about it and who knows who Jacob DeGrom is? Yeah. He's yeah. having the best season in history right now. He's on pace for the best se pitching season in history. You could offer me $500 and I, and I would have, I would have been like, no, who? Listen, unless yeah. you're a baseball fan, I'm not sure you're you know what the Cy Young award is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, no one knows that he's on pace to blow but Bob Gibson's record away. You... Bob Gibson got Bob Gibson's ERA record is 1.69 for a season. Think about 1.69 for the season. Yeah. And Jacob DeGrom is what 0.54 right now or 0.58. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it's absolutely absurd what and he's, he's doing. He's, he's, hitting he's like batting 427 <laughs> with six. With He's got more RBIs than he has earned runs, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's like people say because of the Cy Young, like pitchers shouldn't win MVP. He might be making a case for F one of that. the rare. Him and Shohei Otani. Yeah. They do yeah. that same stuff with the Vesna and, uh, yeah. and hockey but, too. But like, yeah, that, I mean, stuff. that was just to, to your point, Smitty, like, MLB, if they had any clue how to market their stars, and it's the same with hockey. Like, I mean, it would be such a different, such a different world, such a different sport. I think baseball suffers from the old timers even more than hockey does. I know you guys see me complain about like hockey culture, mm-hmm. but I think baseball suffers from it the most. Like, it makes me not like. Uh, there was that kid. There was a highlight that I really enjoy where this kid. I mean, he smoked a home run, right? And then he like mm-hmm. he like stared at it for like. I'd say like three Mississippis. And I was yep. like, I like that shit. And right away there was like the old white guys on Twitter. They were like, get this kid out of baseball. And I was like, no, if, if there was more of that, I would be watching it every night. I promise you. I, I was literally told I was a bad member of my church because I like people bat splitting. You're going like, to hell. Like I can, I can go find the receipts on Twitter. That, that was an actual conversation that happened. It's just it doesn't like they. It's like they. Their Pastor goal is says to, you need a second opinion, buddy. It's like their goal <laughs> is to make baseball the as le- least amount of fun as possible to, to yeah. watch. So uh, while we're on baseball, because I, I, I know you two are baseball fans, probably a little bit more than Chad is, or at least right now more Definitely than Chad more. is. Yeah. I, I. What is your guys's take on the whole uh, pitching saga right now? Do you Ooh. like? What's your thoughts? Cause sucks <laughs> as it, I, I have my, like I, I pitched for 10 years, so I have my own thoughts on it. Um, what do you guys think? Should, should they, should they, should they be allowed to use the spider tack and the sunscreen with rosin yes. or should they, should they take that out of the sport? Should it be like, what's your thoughts on it? Personally, to me, I think that they should be allowed to use it. Um, and my only opinion on that is because, if you watch the how hard these guys are throwing the ball and the way that their arms are going, I understand I, to a certain degree whenever Tyler Glass now blames his injury on not being able to grip the ball properly. So if you want any sort of way – because having no grip on the ball, I understand. Like, that's tough to pitch with. And I know people are going to say suck it up, but if that's affecting these guys' arms, then I don't think that that should be able to uh, – be out of the game because i mean you just look at like still shots of the way these guys are torquing their elbow i mean if that's going to continue to to mess it up then i do not want that out of the game i want to help the pit i mean not necessarily help the pitchers get up the spin rate and like just dominate the batters but i just want to help the pitchers take care of their arms well and i'm not like i said i'm not the biggest baseball guy but aren't like pitchers nowadays like aren't they already like less durable as compared to like pitchers when like randy johnson when i was growing up would pitch like it seemed like he would pitch like every game like every five games the whole entire game and like i go to like pirate games i remember i went to go see garrett cole one time and he was at like 102 pitches in the sixth inning and they were like yeah let's get him out of there and i was like what the hell like i didn't i had no idea i was so confused about what was happening so like I, I, yeah like why wouldn't you want them to be able to to be more durable smitty so i don't fully even understand what this spider track stuff is <laughs> like I. like so but like as far as like the sunscreen and rosin thing i really don't see a problem with that like on their own they're fine right like yeah. there's already rosin bags and people use sunscreen so they're just mixing two legal things together to give them a little bit of an image, right? So, so the spider tack is like 
uh, pine tar on steroids. No pun oh, intended. Pine with tar. Baseball. Okay. Okay. It's it's just a super super sticky substance. It was actually created by um, a, uh, a heavy uh, like a uh, a weightlifter, like a um, one of the mm. world's strongest men, so that he wouldn't uh, lose control of the bar when he was you know doing deadlifts and in the uh, stone lifts and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, so that's what spider tack is. And the thing with spider tack, it's so sticky that even a little bit, like, do you remember Stick'em, like the, the old ep- mm. uh, films like the Raiders from the 70s using yeah. Stick'em uh, where the ball wouldn't even come off their hands? That's basically what spider tack is. So I, I think spider tack is something that is giving too much of an advantage. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, that's I think different that, than. But, but here's, here's where the MLB got it wrong, and, and this is where I do agree with, with Tyler. The you can't just have these dudes, you can't never enforce a rule and then expect these dudes to just pick it up in the middle of the season. They're going to get hurt. Things yeah. are going to happen. They're not going to be able to adjust. These, I'm like, this isn't like us going out and, and throwing baseball around. These are fine tuned athletes that, you know, like any little change is they're going to pick up on it and it's going to affect their body with like what, you know, just going back to what Tyler said, the torque that they're putting on their arms, the how, how much they're whipping their elbow, their shoulders and everything. You have to like either wean them off of it or come have some kind of middle ground, not just like lay a blanket law down. Like it's gone now. And that's where I think the MLB messed it up. But I mean, does it surprise me that Rob Manfred screwed something up again? No, he he's, the by far the worst commissioner in sports right now let me run baseball i'll legalize steroids tomorrow <laughs> i'm telling you because like that was the most exciting like 97 to 2002 will always be my golden age of baseball it was so fun to watch and then after that i was like i don't care about baseball anymore well, that's the thing if the mlb was smart i'm not saying i want steroids legal but if they wanted the game to be more exciting to the general population then steroids would be legal. I would be, no, I'd be, I'd be giving them out to the Listen, like, no one it. goes to a baseball game, or the, the casual fan does not go to a baseball game to watch pitching and defense. They want to see home runs. Yeah. But you can do that with a baseball. They can just bring back the live ball air and not actually do steroids. Yeah. yeah they Yeah, they can <laughs> they could change the baseball up. They can uh, – another thing that they could do is they could um, – I know that for a while the, uh, the laces were higher. You can – Yeah put the laces no, back so down we, so we have you know a couple of friends that play base, professional baseball and i remember jared oliva who's with the pirates he's in triple a right now he was telling me like when he got to his first major league spring training he picked up a baseball and he was like this is completely different than the balls that we were mm-hmm. using in altoona last year like you can just tell that they're wound tighter yeah and then they did that for one year and then last year in the shortened season they decided to go back to the dead ball yeah and, and I, you can I tell don't the difference again. Yeah. Like, and then Jeff, who's our friend at the pitcher, was like, "Yeah, I've been able to tell the difference from 2018 to 2019 to 2020." And like, you, you know, they talk about like the cork back bat only added a few, you know, like on average, I think seven to ten feet on a, you know, on a, a hard hit baseball, like a, a mm-hmm. squared up baseball. But yeah. if you think about that, look at all those warning track balls. Look that's, at all those balls. To that's that's probably an extra fifty to hundred home runs a year at least. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, they've got to do something to, to get the offense back. And I, again, I'm, I'm, this is coming from a pitcher. I love seeing no hitters. I love seeing pitchers dominate, but 
the general fan doesn't, and they have to do something. That would just make those things even more impressive if they happen, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. You're striking out. I want to combine two discussions here. Just to say what my biggest gripe is with Major League Baseball and just professional baseball in general. The consistency. As we're talking about with this stuff, all of a sudden they decide they want to enforce it. Like, yeah, they made the statement that they weren't going to because it was like a trial period. But let's talk about, I don't know where you guys are at with like the DH thing. But let's let's combine that that as well. Because they pitchers throughout the minor leagues they don't hit regardless of if you're in with an nl and then all or of a sudden team. in the major league and then all yeah. of a sudden the major leagues pitchers got to hit again if they play for an nl team i yeah. think what gets frustrating with these talk and again it goes it's the same thing with hockey like nfl and nba totally they they totally understand this stuff is that they don't like they literally don't care what the casual fans want to see they 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 like baseball and hockey like the gatekeepers the old timers they like it being a niche sport because it makes yeah it, 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 it's like they get the it's it's like their thing that you know they get to have this thing and no we don't care we don't want changes and all that stuff but i'm the consumer like i'll like i'll i think in 2010 to 2015 i had like a 22 game season plan and then mm-hmm. i would go and i would spend so much money and hang out with people from twitter down power games i don't do that anymore because it's, it's really not that fun like i went to one game this year with my with my buddy and the, the team was so bad they they had like eight errors and uh you're there Chad, for the ballpark yeah, yeah and but that's lost it's, it's yeah. 20 years like i've seen it i've seen the true, park true. it's it's nice i get it yeah. but like I, why wouldn't you want more people to like your sport i i've never understood it and hockey's the same way they're like no we don't want speed and skill we want george larock playing on the fourth line i'm like no no one wants to see that shit anymore dude <laughs> like it's the the lack of progression in those two sports irritates yeah. me so bad well, why don't we do this? Let's uh, put a pin on this conversation for a no, second. No, I'm mad. We're gonna. T- You're mad, Chad. You're always mad. Uh, that needs to be a segment specifically for you guys. What, what's mad, Chad? Mad about? <laughs> that's so corny. Um, that's that's corny. It would be but, corny. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna, this is for for those of you listening on DK Radio. Uh, this is the end of the show. <laughs> so first first episode, nice little wrap up. You here. get the uncensored thanks. extended version on YouTube. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for being a part of our first week on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, for those of you who are on our YouTube channel or on our Spotify or our Apple podcasts, uh, we're going to be right back after a quick break. And if you are listening on DK Radio, just Hop over to one of the uh, one of the streaming platforms and uh, catch catch the extended director's cut <laughs> uh, over the, the Zack Snyder director's cut uh, over there. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. One two sports talk family, what's going on? It's your guy Eddie P. Uh, I'm sitting in MCM Studios right now with our sponsor, my man Mike Hit. Mike, what's going on, brother? What's up, bro? 412 Sports Talk Podcast, Pittsburgh, PA, what is up? What we're doing is, you know, we've got, we're a local podcast, we talk Pittsburgh sports, we're completely supported by people that are either from Pittsburgh or have ties to Pittsburgh, and even our sponsor, MCM Studios, is over in Allentown, in the heart of the city of Pittsburgh. But I wanted to bring you into the studio so you could see what Mike's got going on and you can see a little bit of, uh, you know, what happens behind the scenes here at MCM Studios. Mm-hmm. So Mike, what are you working on right now, man? I'm working with a, uh, always a stable of talented artists 
whether they're from Pittsburgh, they come to Pittsburgh to come to MCM Studios, they move here from out of town, whatever the case may be, a young, old, guy, girl, um, pop, rock, reggae, R&B, trap music, you know, I just work with a lot of guys that need the love and the attention and the direction in order to get their sound and their business together and their their whole artistry you know in a position that is the quality and and the vision that they were looking for i kind of just help them bring all that together so they're like oh you know or i would have been lost for the next three years if you wouldn't have said hey go do this or sing your song like this or write a song like this or this is a good look for you as an artist that's really what mcm studios does and what i have going on is just continually helping artists if they get famous they get famous if they don't they don't but just helping them along on this artistic journey so they can look back and it was really it felt like it was worth it. Yes. I know how much it means to be a musician and need that backup. And I'll be honest with you, Mike has been a big, big part of the business side of 412 Sports Talk and how much we've grown as a business too. Helping us with the legal side of things, giving us all the tips that he's learned in 10, 11 years of business. So like I said, I just wanted to get you guys to take a look at the studio, hear it from Mike himself, and uh, just get a little bit of the behind the scenes of one of our sponsors, our first sponsor, MCM Studios. And you can check them out at 412mcmstudios.com. You can check them out on Facebook at MCM Studios Pittsburgh. Uh, check Mike out on Twitter at Mike Hitman with two T's. Uh, let's build this Pittsburgh community because uh, there's a lot of cool people, a lot of talented people, and a lot of great things going on in the city. Mike, you got anything else to leave them with? You know, support support the people around you that are doing cool things. If you can see that they're serious and they're dedicated and they're putting the time and they're making the investment in themselves, at least make, at the very minimum, the investment of believing in them. That's what I did for 412 Sports Talk Podcast. That's what I do at the studio with the artists. Just... Look at your life as one big investment, and I really think by doing that, we can all help bring everybody around us up. So there it is. I hope you guys enjoyed this little mini tour. Uh, we'll be back with stuff like this. Uh, in the meantime, again, I'm Eddie Provident. Uh, from Mad Chad Nolan, from my man Mike Hitt, uh, we'll catch you later. Peace. Welcome back to the Around the 412 Sports Talk episode of 412 Sports Talk. That's going to be a super confusing. Say that 10 times. <laughs> right? Uh, again, brought to you by MCM Studios uh, and our main man, Madge. Uh, no, not our main yeah. man, Madge. That's, see, man, I'm all over the place. Um, Mike Hit. I'm with Mad Chad. I'm also with Smitty and Tyler from Around the 412. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. I, here's how I want to start this segment off. I want you guys to tell me, and Chad, this question can go to you too. I want you three to tell me what turned you into a Pittsburgh sports fan. When was the moment you went full Yinzer and became a Pittsburgh sports fan? I thought you were going to say who's going to play us in a movie years down the road. Uh, I, um. I, think I, saw on, I think I saw on Twitter that uh, Governor Christie was going to play you. I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say I saw that. I saw that. There was um oh what's his name from uh somebody tweeted me the picture of him just yesterday. No, I got of, it. Zach Galifianakis. That, that is possible as well. Um 
What was so people all I, I used to get post Malone when I had my long hair. <laughs> um, but what did somebody say yesterday? They were like, You look like um, somebody from a TV. Oh, from Super Troopers. Oh, Farva. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, every, everybody tells me Seth Rogen. So, mm-hmm. uh, or Phil Kessel. But I know everybody might not be watching. I don't know how clear that is to see, but. That's what somebody uh, tweeted at me. Uh, that's a well. I think I can uh, in post. I can get the picture and throw it up there. So yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw it up. You um, should have seen it. But as far as becoming a Pittsburgh sports fan, I hate telling this because then everybody comes after me for not being a day one Steelers fan. But they were actually the last team that I fell in love with out of the Pittsburgh sports teams. When it comes to hockey, only ever like the Pens. When it comes to baseball, only ever like the Pirates. When it came to football, up until. Ben Roethlisberger's tenure. I used to root for whoever the Steelers were playing just to piss my dad off. Oh, you're one of them. Oh my God. I have so does that. my um, very first football Jersey was Eddie George Titans, which like, you know, that's whatever that's, that's a good. That's a good Jersey. Though. He was my second, my second one, Tom Brady Patriots Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I remember literally crying um, when the Steelers won a playoff game one time. Oh my gosh! I didn't so, even know that part. So what? So what? Did just did just Ben Roethlisberger turn you into a? I, I I can't explain it. And even before I became like an actual Steelers fan, my first Steelers jersey was a Plax jersey. I did have a Burris jersey before I even became like a legit Steelers fan. I have no idea where along the line I actually like became like a diehard Steelers fan to the point where I am now. All I know is they were the last Pittsburgh team that I fell in love with because I remember in my childhood rooting against them every single game just to upset my dad. That's my my brother's an Eagles fan, so. But I see, I grew out of it. Like I was only, man, I would have been like ten when I became a Steelers fan. Okay, all right. Ty, let's say uh, I feel like the obvious answer is just living here. That's how I became uh, fans of each of the teams, but each of them are individual moments. I would say just going to Pirates games is how I became a Pirates fan because my dad he worked for Mellon Bank and Mellon Bank had seats behind home plate in those nice cushion seats. So we would go to the games uh, and that like made me really fall in love with the pirates, the penguins in particular. I remember it's the first time I remember watching a hockey game. I was like five years old and I was in my friend's mom's sewing room. And I just remember on this little, like probably nine inch TV, there was a penguin game on and I was just fascinated with it. And ever since then, I've I've loved the Penguins. I mean, I, should, I always talk about it. everybody that looks behind me; they can see I love the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Steelers, I honestly have no idea how I became a Steelers fan. Like, what made me fall in love with the Steelers? I guess I should say. Like, I know I loved Jerome Bettis when I was a little kid, but at the same time, I, I can't remember a particular moment. It's probably just because if you're not a Steelers fan in Pittsburgh, you're shunned. Like Smitty, I don't know how you did that until you were ten years old. You know what it is? Is I had a bunch of classmates that were the same way. Like, it's great. I remember my best friends were like New York Jets and Miami Dolphins fans. Like, it's so weird to think of like looking back on it now, thinking about it. What are you guys drinking out in Ambridge, man? Beaver <laughs> County. <will you? laughs> Ambridge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm Manaka. Tyler, I don't. Are you technically? Wait, I thought. I thought you. Is that all Beaver County? Like, is that? Yeah. Amb- yeah. Ambridge. Okay. Ambridge Beaver County. County. Yeah. Okay, that's all the same then. Yeah. Jesse Marshall's from this, up there too. The seven two four yeah. boys running the four one two. I didn't I didn't know until it was either earlier this year or last year that Jesse Marshall's a Beaver County kid too. Yeah. 
So, uh, Tyler, are you saying that Rico Fata made you fall in love with the Penguins? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go with that. Chad, what about you, man? I don't know why he's the first name that came to mind. Rico uh, Fata. I mean, I inherited <laughs> Ramsey Abid. Yeah. I inherited it from my, my grandfather. I watched sports with him on the couch. like So, I, I don't have an exact moment besides with the Pens. I just love I have an infatuation with logos. I love, I used to draw all the NHL logos in school. The Coyotes logo was my favorite mm. to draw. I love the Arizona Coyotes old, old uh, Maple Leaf back. Um, but I used to call Yager Jogger uh, when I was a kid. And I would be like, I'd be like, man, I'd tell my mom, like, I really like their picture. I didn't know it was called a logo at the time. Like, I really love their picture. But yeah, like, I mean, when you're like, six to eight years old and you're watching Emory Yager and Mario Lemieux like mm -hmm. I, in the city I don't know how you don't fall in love with that um but I can tell you straight up no lie I I mean my my family would make fun of me I would cry when they, when they when I was a kid and they lost like the Broncos AFC championship game I was literally I'm telling you like crying like someone died like literally I was so upset same with the Penguins when they lost to Florida I used to get made fun of so bad. Like I would go to school crying. I I, I can't believe it. I would have beat my own ass looking back on it. <laughs> to be honest, like what is wrong with you? It's a team, but like I would cry, and I would call into like the post game shows with Stan Saver and crying, and I would call uh, uh, Fedco Zone. I used to torture John oh, Fedco. My. Dude, I used to torture the shit out of John. What Fedco. a throwback, Skylight. The Fedco Zone. I'd call in and, and be like. <laughs> I, I would do like 40 ass pranks like is your washing machine or your fridge running <laughs> i can't oh, even talk man. right now That's I, we used to That's call great. him all the time i had that show on speed dial <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned crying because i remember specifically it, it wasn't even a pirate game do you remember when whenever the all-star game was at pnc park i remember whenever the national league lost i started crying and I was like, I was like, what? Why am I doing this? Now, look, looking back on it, I'm like, why was I crying about the national? Yeah, you might want to tell your therapist. Not so, <laughs> so mine is, it, it's a two part. Pirates, I just always, like I said, I grew up playing baseball. Pirates were the local baseball team. Just that was a natural. You know, my dad took me to a bunch of baseball games, so I was just always a Pirates fan. Um, the Steelers, when. The Super Bowl against the Cowboys. My my dad went over to his his nephew's house, uh, my cousin Bobby, um, and we had a big party there. And I was five or six years old, and I had I I had no desire to watch the, the Super Bowl whatsoever. Like I didn't care. My 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 cousin Steph got a um, she got this like new pinball game for Christmas that year, and I was way more interested in this little you know, little, uh, little kids pinball game than I was the Super Bowl. In 97, my dad got my mom and dad got tickets to the AFC championship game against the, the Broncos. And the three of us went. And I know that we lost. But being in Three River Stadium, as a little eight year old kid, watching the Steelers play in an AFC championship and literally feeling the stadium, the, the stands moving, because people were so loud that that sold me on Steeler football I remember for, when you go to that when you go there and see those towels oh uh, like, i don't care who you are man that dude, it, it, if, if you have if you're not if you're human yeah it's gonna give you a, a little something a little a little joy yeah. like it's it's crazy so, so that was the Steelers that's when i was hooked on the Steelers i was again 
I was I always had this fat infatuation with goalies in hockey. So mm-hmm. um I love their mass. There, yeah, there was a yeah. there was a video called One from the Heart that was the uh documentary of the ninety one or ninety two one of the two cup seasons. It was the it was the season that Frankie Peter Angelo made the save against the Devils. And I watched that video so much that that part of the VHS was just gone. Like I, I wore it out. That happened to some of my old video yeah. tapes, but it wasn't hockey. But my dad uh, worked for the railroad and he got, he would get comp tickets from one of his buddies. Um, his buddy Wimpy would always get us tickets. And uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Wimpy, 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 whose best friend was bananas. Uh, wow. No, no joke on that. Um he would get us tickets to penguins games well he scored us he he got my dad tickets to the uh to a playoff game against the capitals in 95. uh so that was lemieux yager francis versus bondra and oats with olaf kolzig and net and uh i think it would either have been ken reggett or, or barrasso that year we lost again we lost 5-3 but I, I mean that just like seeing lemieux yager and francis like skating around in warmups was mesmerizing, man, especially for a, in a playoff atmosphere. That's what got, I mean, like, I don't think I would have needed anything to be hooked on the Penguins, but that, that sent it over the top for me. And, I will say that's, Yager is an athlete that I, if you didn't see him play, yeah. like when he was playing here, it's hard in his to, prime, yeah. like, I try to tell people, like, I see people all the time, like, that are like new generation Penguin fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're born when you're born, but like, They'll, they'll exclude Yager from, like, the all-time rankings list. And I'm like, nah, man. He, he, he Honestly, he was better than Gino. Like, Yager yeah. was – Yager – the dude had his own peanut butter. They don't just yeah. do that to anybody. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get your own peanut butter? Like, All right. So, so follow up to that question, and this one's a little bit more embarrassing. I, I think it actually can be more embarrassing than uh, crying about the NL losing the All-Star game. <laughs> What is the dumbest slash most psychotic slash craziest thing that you've done um, around a Pittsburgh sporting event? And don't incriminate yourself. Yeah, if it's illegal, you don't have to throw it out there. But like what, you know, what was the. Like hmm. the dude that jumped off the bridge. Does anyone have anything like that? Uh, No, definitely not. (laughs) Wait, when are you when are you talking about? Then that, the dude jumped off the the bridge. Oh, he jumped into the river yeah, after in the yeah. river. Yeah, that, okay, that's, that's, that's no, he didn't make... kill himself. Yeah, no, no, he just jumped. No, that's jumped. what I was making sure you were talking about. I was there with my friend Ross. We were literally right behind that guy. Like we watched <laughs> that happen. Um, yeah. man, as far as like, I don't know. Especially like, it definitely wouldn't be recently because I don't even like get upset anymore. Like no, I've gotten yeah, to the point yeah. where. So I'm trying to think back now, like what was the last time that I was actually like disappointed or upset with a or excited, like a celebration. You're like, what's the goofy thing you've done in celebration? I got a, I got a, I got a $600 speeding ticket on the way home after the Penguins won the Eastern Conference final in 2016. $600. How did you, uh, I was going 50. You were moving, man. Okay. So just told him like, man, you're not a Pens fan. Mine's mine's financial as well. Uh, when we won the second of the back to back, I blew probably somewhere between four and five hundred dollars at the bar just buying drinks for literally <laughs> anybody anybody that said they wanted a drink. I uh, I quit a job. Um, I, I requested off. Uh, I, re- I was working at uh, 
Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. I was a waiter in college, and uh, I, I the Pens had a playoff game. This is 2008, and uh, they, I requested off because I knew there was going to be a game. By the gate, you know, the schedule came out. My boss didn't let me go, so I, I showed up for work. And my friends are like, dude, we're going downtown for the game, for the big screen. There's going to be girls there. And I literally, I had this white dress shirt that I had to wear. And I literally just tore it off. and was like, I quit. I just left. I was like, yeah, you're if you're willing to quit a job to go watch a team play, like you like that team a lot. That's the funny thing. You're like, you're saying 2008. Like, imagine if like the, like, I'm sure there was some podcast or something like that. <laughs> At the time, it's like, imagine if we were doing something like this oh, back in 2008. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, man, for me, I mm, after the Pens won the second of the back-to-backs, I, my dad, we took off, like, it, it was originally going to be my dad, myself, my brother, and my friend Mike. It ended up being an entire five car parade of our own that started in Hazelwood. Um, there was this like private property park and Hazel like, or like yard in Hazelwood that we used to call Hazelwood park because it was just really weird. Like, I don't know, like they had this like owl statue in it and everything. It was just a really weird place. So we like completely broke into this random person's private property to take pictures at, Hazelwood Park. Then we went from there up to my friend's house in Greenfield. Um, I had just gotten engaged like a few weeks before this. So I, over a bottle of champagne in the middle of his street with like five cars blocking his street, asked him to be a groomsman in my wedding. And then his mom forced my dad into promising that he would dance with her at the wedding. I'm, I'm telling you, it was, then we went from there <laughs> to town and so i i have a, a video on my phone i have a bottle of champagne in one hand a cigar in the other hand and i'm like just screaming and yelling out of my dad's sunroof down driving down second avenue we get to the intersection up by duquesne like up at the arena you know, like by the power center and you know duquesne university there there's a cop running the running the lights so i'm out the sunroof with a cigar and a bottle of champagne and this cop is just looking at me like he he knows like you know and so he just kind of like yells at me like what are you doing and i was like you're right officer so like i i just yelled sorry and i got back into the car and he had the light on he had the it was a red light and then my dad rolls his window down and he just screams at the cop back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champs officer and then makes the left on red and just goes down the hill and it was <laughs> and and that was that so that was my dumb one um my family uh, still we actually still have a bench from uh it's, it's at my uncle's house now but we still have a a bench from the sideline at Three River Stadium from a oh. AFC championship game uh my dad it was the year that the Steelers pounded the Oilers and uh my dad his brother and two of his nephews were down on the field after the game because back then you could do that sort of thing. And so my dad thought that the the sideline benches were bolted down. So he like went at it and like kicked it with everything he had to see if he could move it. And it wasn't bolted down. 
So it went into the, it took out one of their offense, one of the Oilers offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah. It like hit him in the back of the legs. And so oh, this man. dude's like looking at my dad, like he's going to kill him. And my dad just grabs the bench and like hauls ass out, gets his, you know, like rounds up his brother and his two nephews is like, come on, get this to your truck. And they <laughs> threw the bench in their pickup truck brought it back to Hazelwood. And, uh, that was, you know, it's, I believe it's still in my uncle's garden. Um, nice. yeah. So yeah, we, we, our family has a history of doing really dumb things. That's why I threw the question out. I wanted to see if it was just us or if it was, and apparently it's just us. <laughs> no, I got some other good ones I can tell you. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah again, we, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not trying to get anybody. I don't know what statute of limitations are or anything like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to check on that. All right, favorite favorite sports moment ever, Ooh. ever favorite oh. sports moment ever. So it's only because I was there. Like, if I was there, I would probably say like one of the cups mm. or you know winning one of the Super Bowls that I've seen. But I was actually there for the 2013 NL Wild Card game, as I just mm. mentioned, and like that was literally 20 years built up into one night for a lot of people. So, like, for somebody like me, that was the first playoff yeah. game, obviously, I've ever seen. It was the only season, you know, that I had seen up to that point where they had a winning team. That was, like, up there for me, and I wasn't there, man. That was, yeah. yeah. Like, so we were lucky enough that we were in the last row of the section that they put us in. I actually had season tickets in 133, the first uh, section in left field next to the foul pool. But for the playoff game, they put us in 130 on the third baseline. But we were the last row. So we literally stood the entire game, didn't have to worry about anybody telling us to sit down or anything, and stood the entire time. I That's had like, awesome, five, man. five guys tell me they love me. One guy invited me to his wedding, you know. <laughs> so apparently that's a thing <laughs> with sports. <laughs> um, but no, that was easily oh, like man. the best sport. And, and the thing is too, like I, I've seen in person the Steelers clinch a spot in the in the Super Bowl. I was there for the AFC championship game, like Paul Amalu's pick six on Flacco. Oh, I was there for that. And for me, like that wild card game still tops that. Wow. That's man. My dad and I tried to to buck our way into that afc championship game didn't work oh okay i thought you went the, the wild card game dude dip, like i'll never be able to describe that atmosphere to anybody no, like, i i actually did i i paid uh it was me and like 10 or 15 friends we we each got like 20 bucks together and we made a deal with an usher and we got oh. in this, yeah we got in a standing room only for the cubs game the cubs playoff oh, yeah the, oh, that oh, wild okay. card game no not for the reds mm. one i don't think that would have flew there but the, <laughs> well i got to watch jake arietta completely shut us down for 20 bucks uh, the thing Ty, is, no, go ahead. Well, before before we move, like to get back to this 13 and a wild card game real quick, we've had like Garrett Jones, Michael McHenry, they were on that team and they've been on our show. They said like, because neither of them started that game, they were just in the dugout. They were literally like us that night. Like they couldn't even describe what that night it was literally just like watching a movie again, like 20 years built up into one night, essentially. Man. Yeah, I'm jealous, dude. I'm jealous. <laughs> Ty. Yeah. I mean, I love that game so much, and that's really one of the ones up there for me too, but I was not at that game. So I will say the Kunitz double overtime goal because I was at that game, and just the eruption of the stadium after a complete muffin of a goal let in by Craig Anderson. I've, I always say to people that I love the atmospheres of the different sports, and I cannot relate to the wild, that wild card game atmosphere but I say that playoff hockey atmosphere is my favorite by far. 
and anybody who do- thinks they don't like hockey needs to go to a playoff hockey game and yep. just experience took- that. Sarge came with me to his first playoff game, that game one that Eddie yeah. was at as well. That was Sarge's first playoff game that he's ever been to, and he's been to regular season games. He's like, dude, this is completely different from going to a regular season game. And that wasn't just- even a packed house, man. That was, what, yeah. uh, 9,000, I think? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like you guys went whenever it was still 25 percent. yeah yeah that's true. oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah and it was still popping that night that day man mm-hmm. i have a game that i went to that's that's that the crowd was even louder than a playoff game for the penguins i was at crosby's return game in oh. 2011 when he came back from a concussion after a year and a half was that the islanders, the islanders, the islanders, goals islanders and two assists. Points, yeah yeah and if you watch highlights, I'm right behind the goalie uh, in the front row. But that night, they all they gave us all these Crosby uh, post or things to hold up. And uh, like, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I saw people, like I saw, I saw like girls have tears in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. it was loud. But also, uh, in high school, 2004, Ben's rookie year, I got to go to the divisional game against the Jets. And I watched uh, uh, recently on YouTube. Sometimes I go back and I just watch old old games. And that's to me, that's the loudest I've ever heard Heinz Field. That place was crazy. And the the field goal, the field goal posts were literally swaying mm. wow. because people were jumping in the end zone and shit like that. Yeah. And I t- I heard an interview with Ben, and Ben was like, it was so loud. He was a rookie. He was like, I got. Like you would think that it would be affecting them, but he was like, it made me nervous because he was like, I've never. He came from Miami of Ohio, uh, nothing and he like was like, right. yeah, he was like, what the hell is this? This is insane. <laughs> um, and they they almost lost. They probably should have lost that game, honestly. But that's the loud. I've been to Heinz. I was at the Jets AFC Championship game, but that Jets divisional game in 04, I I promise you, go on YouTube and watch them. Even the broadcasters, they're like, we had to adjust their settings because the it was just so yeah. loud there because. The team hadn't had some down years, and, and when Smitty talked about how important Ben was, Ben did kind of rejuvenate my love for the Steelers. I was kind of like wavering. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were because they were, you know, they were, they, you know, it was like they, they weren't like like. You I were in never, love with Tommy Gunn. He, well, I, my whole my whole life, I was like, man, I wish the Steelers had a quarterback, and like and that's they got I think one. I think that's why people have an, an attachment yeah. to Ben. I mean it. We had nothing like that, and it, it was the next year they won a Super Bowl. It was like, yeah, they, you know, this is what this is what it's like to have yeah. a quarterback. One of those guys. That that Jets game, I uh, I ended a relationship before it even started because of that Jets game. I uh, <laughs> I took a girl to the tenth grade snowball winter formal that year. And it happened to be the night of that football game. So I brought my dad. Remember those old handheld like antenna TVs? They were like a two inch screen. Looked like a play, like a Game Boy, but it was a TV. I brought one of those to a dance and like sat in the corner the entire night. And like me and three friends <laughs> watched that game on a on a little three little hand. That's hand-held 100% TV. what I would do though. Too. Yeah. You ain't so, no, you ain't, Eddie ain't right? no simp. Eddie ain't um, no simp. Actually, I might right. not even go to the dance. Yeah. yeah well, no, I 100% would go to the dance. Yeah. Hell no. Um, so for me, I mean, that, that AFC championship game is close that 97 championship game, but I got to go the, I got to go Super Bowl 40 for me because Mm. I, I never thought that I would see the Steelers win a Super Bowl just because it never happened. You know, like every time I 
by the time I was a really big Steeler fan, we lost to the Broncos in the AFC championship. We lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship. We lost in the divisional round of play. It was always that yeah. close. And then we lost. Eddie, real quick though on that, because here's the thing. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I know for myself, I, I felt like I had celebrated them beating the Broncos in the AFC championship game. I almost, I felt like I and the team had kind of, that that like that's when they're, they're they hit their emotional peak because that was the championship game was 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 the hump that they couldn't get over. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what like that's Seattle. It, it, I I I never like not to mention happen. the fact that like no one in the world thought that they would beat that Indian. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that was the thing. Like I, I think the Ford Super Bowl forty for me was the whole. I like because of the lead up to it. You know, I remember like yeah, I, I, I sat in the exact same chair with my parents, you know, like the every week for every game, every playoff game. But that Super Bowl 40 was I mean, it's it's a little bit more personal for me because that's the last I mean, that my grandpa passed away two years after that. So that was the mm-hmm. only championship I got to see with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's the one that owns the, the, the bar that which we got to talk about before we uh, end the show. Um, yeah. But the Lytle Cafe was his bar. And it was like two blocks away from my house, uh, the house we were living at the, living in at that time. And I just I don't remember getting like running to the bar. I just remember running out the door and like getting to the bar. And the pap, my pap was the first person I saw when I ran in the bar. And I just gave him a big hug. And I was like, we did it, pap, we did it. <laughs> and so that like celebrating that Super Bowl with my grandpap and with my dad. And like, I actually got to watch them win a Super Bowl with my dad. And I never thought that I would. That like, I don't, I, I don't think that there will ever be a better sports moment for me unless I have a kid that is as big of a sports fan as I am. And so like all completely sentimental reason that Super Bowl 40 is that's like the pinnacle of, of sports fandom for me. The thing for us was uh, running up to Dick's sporting goods to grab the champion. Yeah. Yeah. After you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Being in line. Yeah. Um, All right. So, Oh, go ahead. ahead. I'll say there's one actually one atmosphere I just thought of, and it's unrelated to the three teams that we're talking about, but I just thought I'd mention it for, um, sports atmospheres, Pitt, Penn State in 2016. I don't know where your college allegiances lie, or if you care about college football. Love it. I, Notre I, I'm Dame. A, I, so say, I know Chad's I, Notre Dame. I'm not sure so about it. I, I, I'm a BYU fan, Pitt but guy. I'm also a Pitt fan. Um, and Pitt, Penn State. I was at the game, and that's got to be the best college football game I've been. No, at Happy Valley at, atmosphere. But that and was was that, a, was that it, was, it was at it was at Heinz Field. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to this day, that is the highest selling crowd at Heinz Field. It beats any Steeler game too. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Penn State for that one, though. Yeah. Thanks, Penn State. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I hate Penn State with a passion, uh, and okay, I know every. Thank okay. Goodness. I I'm a huge Pitt fan, but that, I like I, I'm sure everybody knows now. I coach high school football, and our running back in uh, for the 2016 state championship team uh, was a kid by the name of Dwayne Murray. Uh, he finished his high school career eighth all time in Whippeal rushing and um, Penn state was looking at him. Uh, Western Michigan was looking at him and there were two other schools like division one schools that were like giving him serious looks and Penn state was trying to use him to get Paris Ford uh, because Mm. they were like, they were really, the two of them were good friends. Yeah. And 
they strung him along, strung him along, strung him along, and t- and then never signed it, like never offered him. Oh, that is shady. And then he lost out on all of the other Division One scholarships. So he ended up at Duquesne. Um, but the funny story on that one is when uh, James Franklin came to Steel Valley to meet with Paris, thinking he was going to sign Paris. So Paris, they call Paris down to the office, the athletic director's office. Paris goes down. He's talking with James Franklin, and he says, you know, James Franklin, you're going to sign? You're going to sign? And as I was told the story, uh, Paris looked him in, in the like dead in the eyes and said, nah, I'm not. I'm going to pit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was I'm it. good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you guys, though, but as someone that doesn't have an allegiance to either of those schools, uh, it is funny to watch, for me, to watch Pitt fans – think that Pitt and yeah it's Penn not it's it's not the on same, the same playing field oh like, no so i don't think they're on the same playing field I'm but just, i also I think hate. i also think it's equally as funny to watch penn state fans act Ohio like it's state. not a rivalry yeah, right well no i was gonna say it, to, to they they act like Pitt's not even a rival before oh no yeah for but sure. before they were in the big 10 i mean yeah. you, you can argue in the every big year 10, they, don't, yeah. they don't even really have a rival but before they were in the big 10 Pitt was penn state's yeah, rival it was it was every year no, um, and they but, both mock each other. I, I, I follow that, just as many Pitt fans as Penn State fans, and you you're, you nailed it because I, I see them try to say that they're not a rivalry. Listen, no, I see I see the tweets, guys. Yeah. I see them. <laughs> like I, so I because of that, I always didn't like Penn State, but then 16 solidified it for me. James Franklin kind of put the nail in the coffin. I can't stand Penn State. Well, that, that game, yeah. whenever, whenever Ryan Lewis picked off Trace McSorley in the end zone, to like basically solidify the game. Yeah. That was the loudest I've ever heard of football stadium. Uh, the only time I ever cared about Penn state was when LeVar Arrington was there just cause he was so awesome. Yeah. yeah he, man, that's, that's another episode or another conversation <laughs> for a whole nother time. Best at high school athlete or football players. We need to bring Doran Dickerson back. For yeah. That. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we wrap this episode up, we kind of hinted at it a couple of seconds or a couple minutes ago. Um, sure. I wished Smitty a happy birthday the other day, which happy belated birthday again, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I told him that the next time we got together, birthday beers on me. And we the conversation went a little further. And then somehow I, I invited you down to the Lytle. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you didn't know that my family owned a bar. And so I threw it out. Yeah, my family owns a bar. We've It's been in the family for fifty almost 50 years now. Blah, blah, blah. It's a little hole in the wall dive bar. And then Mel, uh, she chimed in and somebody else chimed in. Um, and the next thing I knew, like everybody, Hey, we should have a, we should do a get together. We should do a get together. Uh, Smitty threw out August 21st because it's a Saturday night. It's the third preseason game, uh, for the Steelers, which is when the generally when the, uh, starters play at least the first half. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a Saturday night. And so I threw it out there. Anybody want to get together for a Saturday night Steelers preseason game? If you don't mind coming down to the hood and no, it didn't, <laughs> didn't seem like anyone cared. So, uh, they I don't guess, have valet parking there. So don't yeah, let anybody it, fool you. Hey, look, Someone's man, valet it, parking your it's car. Street, they are it's stealing. street parking. I would Uber. I would <laughs> make sure to break, break out the, uh, what was the, what was the things called that you put on the steering wheel? The, uh, <laughs> Are you like to break break out the club or whatever those things are called? I don't know, but uh, yeah, you might want to do whatever you need to do. Make sure you bring your you bulletproof up. Um, no, it's not that bad anymore. 
um, <laughs> anymore. Yeah, they, they dropped white phosphorus on everything. It's yeah. good now. No, but uh, in all seriousness, um, we're going to do a get together on August 21st, uh, probably sometime around seven o'clock or whenever kickoff is for the Steeler game. Um, Steelers versus Lions. And everyone's invited. Whoever whoever wants to come down, my grandmother's bar may not fit everybody, but that's all right. Uh, we haven't decided if we're going to call it something or if it's just going to be a big Ginzer get together. But, uh, you know, the four of us are going to tag team, uh, you know, putting some stuff together. Maybe we'll do like a door giveaway or something like that. Um, maybe try to do some kind of like little charity something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. But uh, it's still everything's still uh, in the process of being figured out. But we did want to throw it out there that there is going to be a Yinzer get together. Um, a post COVID hangout at the Lytle cafe in Hazelwood. Um, I can get, you know, we'll put all the information out as we get closer to that, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to, uh, getting out with everybody and like actually being able to hang out for the first time in a, in a very long time. I'd like to get a PGH clothing involved in that too. Yeah. I'm really supportive of the show. So Yeah. I'm looking forward to when they can do a bar crawl again because that was yeah. awesome the first time. Yeah, and I didn't get to go to the to the yeah, bar crawl. So. Yeah, but no, yeah, this all happened. So. Yeah, Tyler wasn't there either. I was the only one there. Uh, <laughs> this all happened within like yeah, like just an hour. Like, or so. dude, I, <laughs> I went to the, I went to the car wash and I came back and I had like thirty something notifications on my Twitter. And I, I was like, am I in trouble? Like, what did I do? And then like I started reading. I was like, well. I thought this was going to be like 10, 15 people getting together. And, and then next thing I know, Doran Dickerson was uh, tweeting about it. Josh Taylor was saying he was going to come by and yeah. like, it just kind of snowballed. So um, Listen, yeah. If, if, if Mel's batter is going to be there, if we're getting some cookie dough in the building, that's yeah, all it's, and yeah, listen, it's... Me, and, me and Mel <laughs> met at a Pirates game and we became really close and uh, she could party. Just be ready for that. Cause yeah. I'm telling you, she could party. Listen, yeah. man. I, I, that's why I think it's perfect. Because Saturday night, there's going to be like I don't know how many people are actually going to be paying attention to a Steelers preseason game, but at least that will be going on. Yep. Like <laughs> the cool thing about Twitter follow uh, meetups that I that I've always enjoyed is like I remember um, like this is back in the day when I was like I was mad Chad for real. Like I had a reputation and stuff, and and Mel and them had invited me to a Pirates game, and I was like. Really? You're inviting me? Like, I'm, everybody <laughs> calls me an asshole on Twitter. But the cool thing about it was, like, I made a bunch of friends, and that's when, like, I think everybody was starting to be like, you know what? When you meet the people that you interact with on Twitter, you start to find out, like, this person has a kid, and this person does this, and this person does this. And it's like, because, like, let's be honest. Like, it's, it, we all have, like, the, the same, like, we, we enjoy Pittsburgh sports, and I talk about other subjects with other people, but when you get to meet them off offline, I think it actually enhances what they say on Twitter even mm -hmm. more the, uh, going forward. Like now, like I look forward to seeing people cause like, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're, they're actually genuine about, about what they're saying on there. So, but yeah. I mean, even just for the simple fact that I think most people have been cooped up for the last oh, 18 dude, months and dude. it's just, it's just nice to finally be I've able to plan. I've been cooped up with a toddler, so yeah, I don't even know how to interact with adults anymore. It, I'm like, it's just hey, nice man, to be able to plan on? things again, like, like to look forward to going out. Like, you know, dude, I, like even that hockey game, just getting out to the Penn's Islanders game. Like I didn't even care that they lost. Like it was just nice to be out with other human beings again. You know, it was, it was fun. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to hang out with everybody. Ooh. That's also why we kick it off early every year, but that will also, we'll have our rock and around the four one two kicked off by the time that that. There it is. There it is. So, 
So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, what do you guys got planned coming up in the near future that people can be looking out for? Obviously, the rocking around the 412. Um, what else you guys got going on? Any giveaways? So, any big-time guests coming on? Any? I, I'm not sure that he listens to this show, but if he does, this is how he can find out. Uh, so Brian Rust is going to be coming back on to the show in the near future. Nice. All right. When he, All right. When, he does, when he does come back on, we got a little surprise for him. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those portraits that our friend Alex Nicholson does. He's, he's really he's, good, man. He's really he's making, good. He's making a personalized one for Rusty. That's with awesome. A, with a Rust. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and he doesn't mm. know about it. We're going to show it to him. Alex is going nice, to come on man. the show, pop in, and show it to him. Very cool. Um, other than that, I mean, we got we don't have any like dates set in stone, but I've, I've talked like Mink is going to come back on at some point before the season kicks off. Um, I've been going back and forth with Stefan to it. I think he's going to come back on, which, get, you know, obviously he has. Get Rusty uh, to come out to the Lytle, man. <laughs> oh, you know what? He, he might be down. I've heard he can he can party. Tell him, tell him to bring Dumo. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That, that, they're like, they're like, that's the, that's the group right there. Him, Dumo, Zach, Aston, Reese. Yeah. That's the, those are the boys right there. I'll never, I met Max Talbot down South side. This is 2010 or something. He was, I don't know. He was shit faced. Like he was, <laughs> he was shit faced. And he like, any rumor about Max Talbot is probably true because this dude, <laughs> this dude was the Mac daddy of all Mac daddies. He had like three, what I would consider like dime piece girls. One was like grinding on him. A Penguins credential people are going to listen to the show like, nah, man, yeah, <laughs> we're out. you're canceled. Uh, Max Talbot's going to fight me. But I, I, mean, I was a diesel and like Max Talbot literally was getting like, grinded on by like three dime star chicks it was just i was like we were all like yeah this is awesome <laughs> that's the only story i have you know what i'm terrified of <laughs> like legitimately about this little get together i i used to be a tank but i've nah. completely i've completely cut out drinking since i started this diet and i hope to be down quite a few you more pounds by august you don't have to worry you'll drink more than tyler oh man like I, yeah I, <laughs> I i only drink water actually yeah that's all i've been drinking like legitimately mm -hmm. that's all i've been drinking is uh is so water. I, I, aside from like these zero carb these zero zero calorie energy drinks which yeah don't same. taste I, very I good but yeah can you, uh, let me see like banks hey yeah <laughs> this episode is not <laughs> not sponsored by bank Hey, bang energy. <laughs> it worries me because, like, I'm, I'm like, uh, like Frank the Tank from old school. I'm worried if that's going to come back out again. If I'm going to end up going I'll, streaking down Hazelwood. I'll, or, listen, or, listen. You know, I'm, I'm going to put now. it. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out there right now. <laughs> All right. If anybody that shows up to this get together can out drink my uncle and my mother. I'll I will give you twenty five bucks at the at the meet meet and greet. Mel, I'm together. telling you, Mel, Mel's. Like if so if any of the two of you, if anybody, I don't care. It's out there. If you can out drink my uncle Bill, or my mother. Yeah, see, Uncle Bill, that right there, you already know that guy drinks. Yeah. He, he, yeah you you ever see that? that's I have an Uncle Bill as well. Do you ever do you ever do you ever see Mister Incredible? You know the the movie The yeah. Incredibles, Mister Incredible. When my uncle went on vacation to Ocean City, some little kid went up to him and was like, Mr. Incredible, could I have your autograph? That that's what he's built like. He, he's a retired fireman who, you know, he did the the worked one day, three days off, and he lives across the street from the bar. So like he literally would just go oh. he would sit at the bar all day, pound them, and go home. 
I'm not and challenging then, Uncle Bill to anything. So anything if you can, and, and, and then my mother, my mother grew up in the bar. So I mean, there's, if anybody wants to challenge them, there, I'll put money on the line for it. One more show that I'll add to our guests. He doesn't know about it yet, but he's going to come on probably around the NFL draft time. It's Jesse Marshall. Yeah, oh, confirm okay. it, but we, but, but we know NFL, it's going to come NFL, on. NFL draft or NHL? No, NHL, NHL draft. Okay. I was going to say, draft. well, that would be cool, though, because I want yeah, 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 to get Jesse's takes on football. So yeah. it, it's funny. The one time we did have Jesse on was right around when the Steelers and Browns were about to play, but, like, not in the playoffs. It was in the regular season the first time, like, when we blew them out. And he was like, I need you guys to tell me something. I needed some confidence. Are the Steelers going to be able to beat the Browns on Sunday? And it's the only time I've heard <laughs> is, Jesse bring up a sport other than hockey. Is there a better person on Pittsburgh Twitter than Jesse? Or at least like, it's as I mean, great. like that, that dude, he's just such a genuinely good guy. Funny thing about us going with DK, right? So DK, there's certain people at the that we've had on the show where he was like, hey, if you guys have so and so on the show, I might not be able to air that episode because I don't I don't work with that that, that person. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, but like I was like, we have people from the athletic on all the time, like Josh Yoey and and Justin Marshall. And I was like, I was like, I gotta be honest, I'm willing to cancel the deal of Jesse Marshall. <laughs> I was like, that's non-negotiable, like because he's like a I, I, yeah. I consider Jesse a friend not just someone I have on my podcast. Like he and I play COD together and talk about our kids and stuff like that. I was like, nah. And I, te- I texted Jesse and he was like, you said I could come on the show. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we are, I think to the point where we're just, if anyone's ran- listening right now, it's yeah. Uncle Bill. We're, That's we're it. He's, the, he's the only one listening <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Um, guys, I really appreciate, I know Chad, I, I speak for both of us. So we appreciate you guys coming on. We'll have to yeah. return the favor and, uh, get a little hangout going on around the four one two. Uh, yeah, but too. great talking with you guys. Always good hanging out. Um, again, shout out to MCM studios for always taking care of us and supporting the show, uh, for mad Chad, for Tyler, for Smitty, uh, I'm Eddie. Thank you guys for hanging out, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to 412 Sports Talk. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you like the show, leave us a review, and be sure to tell a friend about your source for all things Pittsburgh sports. Find us on Twitter at MadChad412 and at Eddie underscore P underscore 412.